We open to a fading skyline. The year is 2119, nearly 50 years after the resolution of World War III. Instead of the familiar cityscape of Horizon City, our opening panels show landscapes of a small rural country that had been abandoned by neighboring nations since the war. And after we see plots of farmland, expansive forestation, dirt roads, and hardworking, impoverished people, we are brought to the country's most prominent town, Casita. On the outskirts of Casita, we find a relatively small Neo-Canadian Union military base, showing obvious signs of wear, tear, and underfunding. We close in, passing a broken cargo truck and several small ramshackle shelters before entering a bunker. Here, a clean-shaven 21-year-old man with a dark crew cut lays on a cot staring at the ceiling. Two soldiers enter the room. Hey, Myers! We're grabbing some drinks in town. Want to join? Sure, I'll be there in a sec, responds Martin Myers. One of the soldiers heads to the back of the room while the other sits on the cot adjacent to Myers. Hey, are you okay, bud? Martin sighs. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I enlisted right out of high school not knowing what else to do. Now I'm about to head home. But the funny thing is, all that uncertainty... I still know for sure that I don't belong here. On the back of the room, the other soldier says, Well, for the next six months you do. Now hurry up and get ready before we leave you behind. We jump ahead to that night. Martin and a small group of soldiers are drinking at a local bar. A musician plays guitar in the corner, and many of the enlisted men are drinking, dancing, talking, or playing card games. Meanwhile, Martin sits at the bar on a wooden stool, holding some vibrant orange drink. A woman around his age sits down at the stool next to his and orders a whiskey on the rocks. A few panels pass of the two quietly drinking in each other's company before Martin asks, Ah, whiskey? Your drink of choice? Pretty much, he replies and glances at his beverage. Are neon orange drinks yours? I don't know about that. I'm not too picky. The conversation evolves from simple words with a stranger to comfortable dialogue about favorite things between two people who feel like they've known each other for a lifetime. At the end of the evening, the woman thanks Martin for the drinks he bought her and bids him farewell. Awestruck, Martin hesitates at first, then finishes the rest of his drink and chases after her. Hey, wait! Sorry, I just realized I never got your name. Carolina, and yours? With a grin, realizing at that very moment just how beautiful the name Carolina is, he replies, Martin. Craig, what, the, what are you doing? What the fuck did Craig just do? <laughs> Switch channels and left? Oh my god, he peaced. <laughs> what did you do? Son of a bitch. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh my god. No! <laughs> Craig is fucking terrible. It's just fucking embarrassing! <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to a Critically Accursed podcast where the plot's made up and the roles don't matter. I'm your host, Mr. Critically Accursed. Get settled in. We're about to tell a story. Joining me today are the best that the Critically Accursed podcast crew has to offer. Danielle and uh, me, Matt. Yay! It's me. And Danielle. I bet you say that to all of your uh, your players. No, I listen in on the other ones. He doesn't. 
I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't there. You guys are literally the best this crew has to offer, probably. So anyways, it's been a while since we last played. Probably years, maybe months, perhaps days even. Eons. Eons. How you guys doing? What's up? We we don't talk enough, you and I. The two of yous and I. (laughs) It's just because you ignore our messages, Chris. You do. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Sip that tea. I am sipping that tea. Danielle, how's uh, how's life treating you? See, Chris, I've just decided to entirely scrap the whole reality part of life and just exist solely on the internet. So I'm I'm very happy to be here in my only form tonight. It's working well so far for me. Good. That is good. How, how does it feel to be an internet bot? Uh, it's much more fun than being in real life because there's so many more possibilities online. Okay, what's your uh, what's your favorite Facebook game? Whoa, that's a weird question. <laughs> mm, Facebook game? Sorry, I'm not forty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not forty. There we go. That's the correct answer. <laughs> All we're saying is that if you're if you're under forty, get off Facebook. Just stop. It's stop keeping worst. it alive. I used to play Plants vs. Do- Zombies, but that was like back in the day. <laughs> Back when I was, like, 13. Does, like, Words with Friends count? I think so. I'll play that occasionally, but I have the app, not anything, like, connected to Facebook. Uh, Matt, since you're already talking, uh, how are you doing? Doing? Today? I'm doing pretty great. Yeah? Cool. Cool. How's life for you since the last time we played? Life's going good. Got a new computer. Uh, we're coming up on the holidays, and I discovered that... I had way more PTO left for the year that doesn't roll over into next year than I thought I did. And then I remembered it's because I was supposed to take vacation in September, but that got canceled. Well, I just canceled it because I couldn't go anywhere. So (laughs) I just kept the uh, vacation days and now I'm sitting on like six vacation days for the rest of the year. So I'm basically not going to work at all until January 4th. Nice. That's good stuff. That's quality. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. (laughs) so yeah things are going great you know what chris you ask a lot of questions i I try to how are things going for you terra bad but enough about me (laughs) 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 let's focus on a world of wonder and whimsy (laughs) yeah i don't have that much pto actually no i do have that much pto but i'm not taking it well what else is going on no nothing what kind of tea are you drinking green Ooh, i like a good green tea with honey I don't have any honey. You gotta get some honey, man. I'll send you some honey. I'll send you some. I'll put it in the mail, like the case of Okay, thanks. Ziploc bag it. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyways, you, you guys ready to pretend to be superheroes for about a couple hours? Sure, let's go. Totally. So we last left off at the end of Volume 1 of our Game of Horizon. Where we're picking up is pretty much right afterwards. Remembrance Day happens in the middle of October, and then at the end of October is Halloween, surprise, surprise. And Horizon High is throwing a Halloween dance. In the couple of weeks leading up to the end of October, it's effectively downtime for you guys. I think every character who experienced Remembrance Day has some unpacking to do. A little bit of character growth, a little bit of uh, finding oneself, uh, that sort of thing. So I think I want to start with uh, putting the ball in your courts. When we open this comic book, 
what's the first thing we see regarding your characters after Remembrance Day? You know, what are they doing? What are they up to? Paint me a picture. Tell me a story. There's probably a bigger focus for Peth on spending time with his family, seeing as how his younger brother just tried to run off and get superpowers from a supervillain. There's probably a panel of like him and his brother sitting around playing video games with a bunch of pizzas in front of them and oh, comic books, a bunch of comic books. They're probably our grandfathers. Although Madison has now been approached by a member of the trifecta, she is still a teenager and still attends school and still has to deal with all that stuff. And she's very much trying to balance her sections of her life, trying to make them both work. The first one is probably maybe her mom goes up to her after Andromeda left and just says, listen, you should still be able to be a normal person, even though you said that you would maybe consider working with Andromeda. We see Mayor Carmichael standing inside City Hall, addressing a large crowd of reporters that ask several questions. Any word on Mr. Miracle's killer? Will the trifecta disband now that they've lost a key member? Are you worried this will affect your run in the coming election? The mayor clears his throat, shuffles some paperwork on the podium in front of him, and, for some reason, flexes. Nearly causing his button down to burst, Secretary Hoditz stands at attention in the background. Horizon City has lost more than a hero. Horizon City has lost a friend. A patron, a pillar of this community. But we are strong people. We don't understand the concept of fear. Oh, no. Next page, Recharge is out delivering pizzas and stuff like that. It's probably a weekend. Kind of trying to show the semblance of him getting back to his normal life, which tends to be divided between school, family, and work. He'll take it off some sweet jumps, maybe uh, slide down a rail or something like that, taking shortcuts through the city to get the pizzas there faster. All the while, that continual like blur that builds up around the bike as he absorbs the energy that he's giving off and that the bike's getting giving off. I think that maybe she would make some sort of public appearance around probably when he would make a speech. Maybe she'd be interviewed by somebody. I figure maybe he might say something like, how do you feel about Mayor Carmichael's future and the future of Horizon City or something like that after Mr. Miracle. And she would just um, make a statement about how the future of Horizon City is bright An elevated maglev station is blocked off by law enforcement. A blue tarp covers what is clearly a body on the ground. A forensic investigator has the tarp lifted, and two detectives stand nearby. An older, balding man with a messy tie and stained shirt, and a younger man, clean-shaven, short black hair, the right half of his face, disfigured from some sort of burn. The man with the scarred face says, He's just a kid. Just a kid trying to play hero. Adds the balding man. 
That's the fucked up thing about this city, Blake. Everyone thinks they're a goddamn hero. Carmichael should really start cracking down on this vigilante bullshit. Detective Blake raises a hand to his mouth, his expression one of visible disgust. The investigator studying the body says, The kid's face is burnt, nose is broken, there's imprints around the skull suggesting that whoever did this delivered the burn by grabbing his face. Surprising no one, we're looking at a meta. And a serial killer, says a short woman with a raspy voice who, perhaps, had been standing near the body this entire time. She's gonna go back to some normal school things. She's gonna be at Lexi's house, wearing PJs, they're having like a study party. Um, Lexi's on her phone, there's books all over. Maddie's trying to quiz Lexi, and Lexi's not paying attention. Guess what Josh just sent me? You would not believe what he said. Like, okay, Lexi, we have an exam number. I would actually like this panel to to be more of a uh, a half-splash page, where it's Pep in the middle in his suit, but lights are all powered down. And it looks like he's hanging out in an alley across the street from a crime scene. And then splattered around him on the page are different cuts of newspaper clippings about, you know, people that have been burned and killed. And then, like, maybe some, like, the speech bubbles look a little staticky, like they're coming out of a radio. And then it's like the call-ins for the, uh, from the burn victims' crime scenes. Just the different cut-ins of, like, we got a uh, we got a child around age thirteen, like dead in an alley, showing signs of burns and stuff like that. Just like those kind of speech bubbles cut in, like what's coming over the police radio. He's checking into all of them, so one can actually be like a, a little splat of like a house that's actually burned down and like that was the cause of death or something like that. And he's literally just going around looking for burn victims and signs like that. One panel showcasing Horizon City Central Park. The following panel closes in on the newly erected monuments honoring the trifecta. Mr. Miracle's statue stands at the center, his hands on his hips, staring out with a wide smile. A speech bubble comes in from the lower corner of the panel. Today, we lay to rest Maxwell Masters. We close up on the upper half of Mr. Miracle's statue. A small speck of blood is visible on the statue's neck. The speech bubble continues into this panel. Known to Horizon City and the great Neo-Canadian Union as Mr. Miracle. A final close-up. The panel is nothing but the face of Mr. Miracle's statue. Although it bears his iconic smile, there's a sense of sadness to its eyes. The speech bubble cuts through this panel as well. Your memory will continue to shine bright. May the Lord welcome you in rest. The last panel is an overhead shot of the grave. Mr. Miracle's coffin, pure white and gold, has been lowered into it. And from around all sides, various speech bubbles reach towards the grave. All of them say, Amen. Madison Myers would be there, and her family would probably also be going. I think that it would be respectable 
for her to be standing around her family, them actually wearing black and not like any sort of costume or anything. She's wearing like a straight black dress, a blazer type black jacket with black boots, sunglasses, her hair's done, and she's got a Valor insignia pin on the lapel. She's just kind of kind of look down, like sullen and respectable, but like strong. She looks strong, but she also looks like she's in mourning and being respectful. Continuing off of this very somber funeral, we can pan to the recharge household, the Pepper household, where Pep, his brother Robbie, and his father are all sitting around watching this televised funeral. Just them sitting around their TV, probably from the uh, just behind the television with the priest's speech bubbles coming out of the TV. And just all of them sitting there with like shocked looks on his face. Robbie's probably crying. Pep's probably just sitting there wide-eyed. And then his dad's probably just sitting there, maybe a little stoic, arms crossed. Like tight-lipped stoicism, where it's like, I gotta keep this up for the kids kind of thing. You could even show like a little gloss in his eye in the uh, panel. We jump back to the Maglev station. Excuse me, you are, asks Detective Blake as he studies the short, red-haired woman. Without looking at him, she responds, You are not at liberty to know, but I'm here to help with this, she gestures at the tarp-covered corpse, among other things. And no, you're not at liberty to know what those things are either. The older detective steps towards her. Just who do you think you... Modern e-cigarettes promote significant mental degradation in 0.05% of all people. It has nothing to do with the liquid, but rather the specific composition of the alloys used in constructing the devices. Unfortunately for you, Detective Mosley, the particular shade of your pupils suggests that you're 90% likely to be included in that group. I'll have to suggest to your superiors an immediate evaluation of your mental faculties. By the discoloration of your outfits, I can only assume partaking in the devil's candy is more than a once-in-a-while habit for you. The two detectives look at each other. Mosley appears somewhere between dumbfounded and insulted. Okay, Detective Blake takes initiative while Mosley decides if he should punch the mystery woman or throw away his e-cig. Say I take you at your word. You're someone official, whatever. You have insight in the killer? The woman nods. Yes. We call him Char, and mark my words, this kid won't be his last victim. Maddie training? I think it would be cool because she's trying to, you know, work up to being able to at least help the trifecta and everything like that. I think that in general she would be trying to train to be a stronger hero. Maybe trying to hone in some, like, super senses, working on that. Maybe her grandfather will come in. I know he had super senses, so maybe he'll be like, listen really hard. There's just a scene of her trying to learn super senses and him being like, okay. And then the next panel is two separate superheroes in midair clashing and fighting. And then from off panel, you see a speech bubble that say, Greg, that's not fair. You're fucking cheating. 
And then the next panel is Pep and Craig sitting in the secret base in the school, just playing video games on the huge screen that he has. And then Greg's just like, consider this training for any future combats you may have. The villains aren't always going to play fair. We're a teenage boys. There's empty food containers, empty cans of drinks just everywhere. They've already trashed the place and it's only been like a week and a half, two weeks. The last panel of that where we get that nice framing of them sitting side by side playing video games and we really get that look of just how trash this place is. A speech bubble enters from the next, from the following panel, but it enters into this one used as a transition. You ask if Mayor Michael Carmichael is concerned about next year's election. The mayor's eyes bulge in intensity as he stares at the crowd before him. Here's my answer. You can take the Carmichael out of office, but you can never take the Carmichael out of Horizon City. He tears up whatever paperwork he had in front of him. No one understands why. Secretary Hoditz sighs. Ooh, yeah. Look at me. In the eyes, good, yeah. Alright. If the people of Horizon City lose faith in Mayor Michael Carmichael, know that Mayor Michael Carmichael will never lose faith in the people of Horizon City. I will serve, protect, and build this city with everything I have until the day I die. He cracks his neck. That is how we honor heroes. We live in the wake of their memory and restlessly seek to make the world a better place. There's a long pause. The mayor's breathing deepens. The top button of his shirt launches into the crowd past Sky Valor, who's currently being interviewed. We may have lost a miracle, ooh, yeah, but we will never lose. The light. Last page, we are going to show a couple panels of Pep on his bike with a giant stack of pizzas on the back. The same thing, the blur rushing behind him as the cityscape also pans across. And he skids to a stop in front of a giant iron gate, a large V adorned on it. And he uh, pushes the button at the gate and a speech bubble comes out and says, state your business. And Pep just kind of like nervously looks around and he's like, ah, I'm, I'm just the pizza kid. And um, yeah, the, the gate opens and Pep rides his bike up the uh Long driveway, I can only assume, that is at the uh, Valor Manor. The last panel that I'm going to describe is Pep walking up to two very large white doors, again adorned with a large V, and he just knocks on the doors three times. And who answers the door? Um, Can I have a lead-up panel or two? Go for it. Yeah. Okay, so I want... Basically, you know, there was the segue um, of him delivering pizzas, but on theme with re-election and things like that, I just want, like, the first part of this panel to be Lexi in um, in uh, Madison's room looking up from, like, a holographic magazine, 
And um, she looks up to, to Madison and looks at her and says, would you vote me for Halloween queen <laughs> at the dance? <laughs> and she would go, sure, Lexi, I, I, you got my vote. As they're determining what they should um, wear to the dance, what they should dress up as, and what would get Lexi the most votes, they hear a knock at the door and they go down to answer the door. So Lexi and um, Madison go down to open the door and see Pep. Yeah, you see, uh, like I said, Pep standing there. He's typically in like jeans and kind of a, a baggier hoodie. And he does have a, a bike helmet with like a black visor, but but it's not his uh, hero mask. Similar, similar though. Madison is wearing her, um, specifically her bunny slippers. <laughs> and yet another <laughs> pair of pajamas that nobody's seen in any of the other panels. She has like a collection <laughs> of pajamas. <laughs> Yeah, th- that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and he perhaps probably just standing there with like, w- like six boxes of pizza because I assume your family just eats a ton as well. And he's just <laughs> especially like, Grandpa Valor. Yeah, he did the three are for him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, uh he's like trying to look around. And he's just like, hey, uh, just let me know where I can set these down. They're hot. Uh, here, I'll I'll take okay, some. Th- thank you. And then give three to me and give three to Lexi. <laughs> he just drops off the uh, the the pizzas into their hands and then probably produces like a, a smartphone, his smartphone, where they have to like authorize the signature or whatever. She'll be like, oh, darn your tip. And she'll just like touch her phone to his. <laughs> you just gingerly <laughs> touch tips with, never mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> We, uh, <laughs> never real mind, qu- I'm not going to say Real question, it. how much do you tip? Well, <laughs> hold up. Don't, don't assume. <laughs> when she notices that it's not somebody that's super, like, rich and corporate, obviously, I mean, pizza delivery guy, but still, like, he's just a kid trying to make a living. She tips very well. <laughs> I, he'll probably, like, yeah, he'll take off his helmet after you guys grab the, uh, the pizzas and like run his fingers through his hair. You might even recognize them. I think we established before we're in this, a class together. So if I can interject at this point, I, I I'm picturing this whole thing exactly as you guys are doing it. Yeah. But behind Madison, Lexi's standing there, also dressed in probably one of Madison's pajamas, just because she just comes over and borrows from her <laughs> massive collection. Yep. Uh, but she's like standing there, uh, giving uh, Pep the googly eyes. Like she's definitely like giving him the eyes with kind of a smile. Like if she was chewing gum, there'd be a, a few lip smacks in there. Yep. Suggestive lip smacks. And when she took the pieces from him, there was like noticeable eye contact. Maybe a hand, maybe she brushed her hand against mine. A hundred percent. Lexi texts me at that point, being like, we should buy pizza more often. <laughs> yeah. That's what she whispers to you when she uh, goes to step behind you after getting the pizzas from him. Perfect. <laughs> and then she like, she like hip bumps you. So you step closer to him. And he's just, uh, yeah. And he just hands out the, or, you know, holds out the uh, smartphone. It's just like, I, I just need a signature on this. Sure. And. She'll sign and she'll be like, haven't have I seen you before? You go to my school, right? Uh, yeah, I think we're in Mr. Splash's class together. Oh, sorry if you've uh, seen uh, <laughs> my uh, poor interactions with him. I'm not very good at that class. 
Oh no, yeah, I, he's hard on everybody, so don't don't worry about it. Valor, Maddie, Madison, Valor. Um, Lexi lisp- whispers something very lewd about being hard on someone from behind you, Madison. Oh my god, Lexi, stop! <laughs> she, she shrugs and says, I didn't say anything. Pep's face is as red as his hair. He's <laughs> 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 just like, well, I got a lot of pizzas to get back to. I'll uh, I'll see you around. Sure, and what's your name again? Uh, James, but everyone just calls me Pep. Nice seeing you, Pep. See you in class. And he's just like, yeah, bye. Bye, Pep. Oh my god, Lexi, stop! <laughs> and that's the, like the speech bubble as they're closing the door and Pep yeah. riding off. <laughs> rocket, oh, man. Rockets engage, rockets engage. <laughs> go, go, go! <laughs> okay, so uh, before we go into uh, scenes proper, I do want to ask Danielle, uh, Sky Valor is carrying around three uh, meaty conditions. Do you want to alleviate any of those before we get into it? Oh, that is a good idea. <laughs> that is a thought. Dealing with them will be a thing, though. I was thinking maybe angry. It says you could break something important. It's basically uh, exchanging your condition to set up a uh, narrative hook or something to disrupt the narrative a little bit. You could do something like, we started off with that nice panel of your mom telling you to, like, yeah, you still have to focus on school, even though you're a big shot superhero now. So, like, you could also do a few panels of Sky struggling to juggle all her newfound responsibilities and live up to everyone's expectations, and then taking out her frustrations on her mom, who keeps pushing her to be like, focus on school, be a normal kid. And you're like, mom, I can't. <laughs> I'm a goddamn, I'm a big goddamn superhero. What do you want from me? Yeah, that would be a reasonable, uh, thing to do after um like after she does the interview and all that stuff she does all those hero things and she's training and then right after the training if uh her mom were to be like okay remember to do your schoolwork and she'll be like mom i'm i'm doing my best to just start like screaming at her do you maybe like in any of those panels showcasing this uh like casually accidentally break anything too yeah i mean what if she's yelling at her mom they're like in the living room and um she is like flailing her arms like i'm doing the best i can and she knocks down um like a vase from you know we don't talk enough about my mom's side of this of the family like her great grandmother's vase i feel like that would hurt her Yeah, so then, like, the the vase breaks, and you get that one panel where there's no speech bubbles. You're both just looking at the vase, and then without even looking at you, your mom just says, go to your room. Yep. Yeah, so you're kind of feuding with your mom a little bit, but you do get to clear angry. It does uh, feel good to vent a little bit. Cool, good. I didn't um, upset the superhero part of my life again. (laughs) Yeah, and now you only have two conditions. It's balanced. Now I hurt the mundane part of my life. Great. So. Kicking into things proper, we have that nice intro for this comic book to set the stage for the following events, and we flip the page once again. This takes place a short number of days following Remembrance Day, following Sky Valor's meeting with Andromeda at her home. Maybe just a day. It's probably just a day. Maybe the day after. Sky Valor, you're actually woken up early in the morning, Saturday, by a knocking at your bedroom door. She'll wake up like, what? In that like squinty eyed, half asleep, hair a mess um, way that 
people do in comic books. And she'll go to the door and open it. You open it and your grandfather, the original Valor, is there. He's not in costume, you know, he's just wearing a nice kind of wrinkled suit. Not like a full suit, just like a casual, you know, blazer or something like that. He's standing there and he has a serious look on his face. Maddie, I, uh, I heard about everything that's happened in your, your little meeting with uh, Andromeda last night. I, I think we need to have a talk. If you want to get dressed and meet me downstairs. Uh, okay. And he turns and leaves. Her thought bubble is saying, can I go in my pajamas? Is this a formal affair? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and she'll just look over and again, look back at herself and realize that he's dressed nicer than her and be like, okay, I guess he probably wants me to get dressed. So then she'll get dressed in normal clothes. Uh, sure, and you head downstairs? <clears throat> yes. Your fancy kitchen probably has a nice uh, breakfast nook where you can specifically sit at a nice table with your family for breakfast. And your grandfather is sitting there. He has a steaming cup of what you can only assume to be coffee in front of him. And there is a cup of coffee placed on the opposite side of the table, clearly for you. And he's just like waiting there with his hands cupped around the cup. Ah, uh, yes, future coffee. Future All coffee. All right, she shall sit down. He takes a sip of the coffee. He puts the mug back down and he looks across the table at you. Maddie, you're, uh, you're, you're doing real good for yourself. I, I just, I don't like the idea of you throwing in with the wrong crowd. The wrong crowd? The trifecta hardly seems like the wrong crowd. Uh, you know, heroes these days, it's all about popularity and corporate smiles and their brands there's, there's no heart to these heroes maddie they're gonna they're just using you for your image when when your dad told me that andromeda stopped by to have a talking with you i i, I i'll be honest i was quite teed off and he takes another sip of coffee from what i saw on the tvs you did a damn good job heroing out there everyone in the city should respect you and the valor symbol but they're just trying to bring some of that into their little party boy superhero club. And, well, gosh darn it, I'm not having any of it. She'll lean back a little bit amused. Grandpa, don't you see? Like, I have the heart, but if you could also get the publicity, then your image can help you hero more and reach more people and help them. That's only if they're soul-sucking activities don't take away that nice, pure, good heart of yours, Maddie, first. And that that's what I worry about. I worry about your soul. My soul's fine, Grandpa. I don't Stop I, worrying so much. <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about that binary character. Let me tell you, it doesn't all sit right. What a weirdo. And Andromeda's not even from this earth. What the city needs isn't... Th th they're weird. <laughs> They're weird, and the things they do, I don't like, because I don't think it's virtuous. And he, like, bangs his mug on the table slightly. Well, I mean, yeah, she might not be of, the, of this world, but at the same time, like, where did our powers come from? They couldn't have been, like, here back, way back when. I mean, who even knows where these came from? We're not normal. I guess it's not about being normal. 
I guess it's just... Well, gosh darn it, when I went to your school, the walls were caked with the posters of Mr. Miracle. Are they being heroes to help people, to help the community, or are they doing it because it's a brand? I mean, I agree with you, but in another way, isn't it doing small things to help people so that the children of Horizon City become big and strong? (laughs) Don't you talk to me about the children, (laughs) Madison Myers. (laughs) Low blow. (laughs) Leave the children out of this. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're uh, helping the youth of Horizon City. <laughs> I'm not saying we shouldn't help children. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Maddie, we should help children. That's like rule number three on the hero list. Always it's knock. Not. Rule number two, help children. That's how it goes. <laughs> you can write that down, by the way. That's canon now. <laughs> yep. That's what number two. Uh, number two is still in the air. He didn't specify what number two is, but number three is oh. help children for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Number two is stop uh, uh, stop uh, acid splash. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Even if you have to sacrifice children, do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's number three. You don't need to be part of this fancy little superhero club to save children and to do good. And I, I just worry about the direction it's going to take you, because I don't, I don't think it's going to take you in a good direction. Not one, not no way, not no how. Well, can I promise you that if I feel uncomfortable and I think that they're putting me in a way that's more exploiting my powers than helping people, that I will bow out right away? His eyes narrow. Are you willing to do a Valor Pinky promise, Madison? Yes, Grandpa, I'll Valor Pinky promise. The most sacred of promises. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, describe to me the Valor Pinky oh, promise. Oh, great. I have to do this? <laughs> yeah, get fucked. <laughs> Before you put too much thought into this, why don't we make a roll? Uh, see if you can maybe get a little bit of potential if you fail. I want to I, I get the impression of how much your grandfather's listening to you, because he, he is critical of you. Um, that's built into the playbook. It says it right in the playbook that he's a critical oh, yeah. uh, legacy character. He's so lovable, I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to ask for a comforter support role here, which is 2d6 plus mundane, because you're trying to comfort his um, him being ill at ease about this whole situation by telling him it's okay, and even if it goes south, I have a strong sense of mind. I will back out. I just need you to have a little bit of trust in me. It seems like you're comforting him a little bit. So if you'd like to make that role... We can see how you do. Well, on the upside, I think I get some potential. (laughs) What would you total out at? Six. Yeah, unfortunately, a six is a fail. So you do get potential. I'm here for the potential. And instead of saying, do you Valor Pinky promise on it, he shakes his head. I want to believe you, Maddie. I really do. You're a strong kid. But I I know how these sorts of situations tend to play out. How vile and corrupting. The man can be. And I'd love to take you at your word, but I don't even think a Valor Pinky promise will let this one stick. Uh, There's just no way that I can support this, Madison. It's the wrong move. I'm going to try my best to make you realize that I think it is the right move, and I'm going to work to change your mind on it. He uh, shakes his head, and he um, looks a little bit sullen, a little bit defeated. Your grandfather is no longer in good spirits. I'm trying to help people, Grandpa. I guess I just have 
where I want to try and he, he branch out. He stands up and says, you've made your choice. And he walks out. After a minute of him walking away, she starts to realize that it's going to be harder to change his mind than she thought, and a single teardrop falls into the cup of coffee and splashes. Oh, God, not the single teardrop into the coffee. That's so sad. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am moved. I need, a pa- I need a panel later in this issue where Grandpa, like, walks by in the background and just sighs. Like, looks at Maddie and just sighs. <laughs> like he's going to get like milk out of the fridge yeah. or something. <laughs> he's, got, like, a, he's got like a plate of crackers and like some milk, and he just like looks over and just. <sighs> I love how I was like, "Oh, great! Uh, Sky Valor's making it into the trifecta. Like she's already becoming a big superhero. Wow, this is like faster than I expected." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh." <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a good thing <laughs> nothing's good in the games i run <laughs> in chris's games you look that gift horse in the mouth because there's something wrong with it and <laughs> you say wow this is bad thank you it could have been so much worse mm-hmm. <laughs> at least i think her father's still happy with her because i think her father was like happy about it and she didn't yell at him so like i think that she's the one that's closest to him now my notes indicate you have one happy parent Great. That's all you can ever ask for. Oh, th- okay. Then there, then there has to be another panel of like <laughs> <laughs> the mother like cleaning in the background, and she just looks over and just sighs. To just, <sighs> <sighs> She's cleaning up the vase. Yeah, it's like, mom, it's been three days. Why are you cleaning up that vase? <laughs> it's sticky. <laughs> Why is it sticky? <laughs> Switching over to recharge after this scene. We set the new scene, the new panel, at Horizon High. It is lunchtime. Pep, you're, I would imagine you're at your table with all your best lunchtime buds, including Greg. Can you uh, build the scene up for me? Tell me what's going on. Just set, set me the stage here. So yeah, we probably just open up to a busy cafeteria, and Pep, Robbie, and Greg sitting at the lunch table. Greg's got a bunch of electronics scattered in front of him, currently working on a tablet, but you could also tell that he's got his, his Google contact lenses going. Robbie's asking Pep, like, hey, could I go hang out with Todd? And Pep's just like, yeah, I'll see you after school. And as Robbie gets up to leave, there'll be another speech bubble from Pep saying, so I was thinking about upgrades to the helmet, and you could tell that Greg's clearly focused on something else, even a little distant from the conversation that was happening at the table. Yeah, so uh, all your other buds, who are unnamed and probably irrelevant, are, are still chatting. Like, they, they pay attention to the con- or not probably not the conversation, because you're talking about the helmet. So they're totally not paying attention to the conversation as you turn to Greg and mention that. And his response, Greg's response is just, oh, yeah, sure, that sounds good. Sounds dope. And he keeps, like, typing and working away. Pepple, like, lean over to see what he's working on and just be like what do you got going on there yeah awesome idea i'll get right on that you lean over and he he seems to he's not like coding or anything like that there's no blueprint designs he's not like building something for 3d printing or any of the normal greg stuff he's um in a messenger having a chit chat with someone what was that your internet girlfriend i I told you the key word is rockets engage it's engage 
And then he like blinks a couple of times and like looks up at you. And I imagine you're like right next to him, like in his face when yeah. he looks up. <laughs> and he he immediately like skirts back and like pulls his um his work pad, his tablet close to him. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yes. Well, no, but kind of. What's her name? It's complicated. He sighs. Uh, oh, you remember me mentioning the thing with the the old guy on Remembrance Day, right? The, you helped him to the hospital, right? Right, but he he was with a girl, and like she and I, you know, like really connected. Yeah, I think. Well, <sighs> well, what's her name? It's Natalie. Her name's Natalie. Natalie, huh? Yeah. Well, huh? No, it's just Natalie. Oh, I see. <sighs> and then Peppa like lean in and say. Guys, Greg's got a girlfriend. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and everyone, like, immediately is like, Greg, he has a girlfriend. Oh, way to go, Greg. What's the name? <laughs> and from, like, the back end of the table, one dude's like, I was going to say, the one guy says, I bet she's from Canada, huh? But this takes place in Canada. <laughs> so I bet she's from Europe, right? Like an internet girlfriend, man. <laughs> Greg just, like, sighs. Hey, hey, quit piling on Greg. She's real. She's got to be real. Yeah. He holds up like one finger like he made a really good point. Show us a picture. <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, she's probably in the yearbook. She goes to the school. I shouldn't have said that out loud. She goes to the school? <laughs> she goes to the school? Guys, pull up the yearbook on one of your phones. And, uh, they're all already doing yeah, it. Yeah, we're all. Natalie, right? And we're all fucking through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get a panel. It, it shows the whole table and everyone at the table is on their phones. But Greg is just at the at the front of the table. Just at, double double face palming. <laughs> yeah, he just looks completely destroyed and dejected and humiliated. Uh, just flipping through. Uh, Pep's like, Natalie Barnes. No, it can't be Natalie Barnes. <laughs> just keeps like flicking through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some other people from the table mention a few, a few other Natalies. One guy's like, Nat? That's short for Natalie, right? And the other guy's like, no, her name's just Nat, man. Like, it's not short for anything. I, I know she's you know, a friend of mine. And then the other guy's like, oh, a friend of yours. <laughs> I was just like, Pepple chime in. Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, who who has a nickname for a full name, you know? <laughs> and he's just flipping through. He's just like, why are there so many Natalies in this yearbook? Uh, and then, like, with a sigh, Greg moves his fingers around because he's connected to his tablet or whatever. He does a quick motion and he, like, pulls up her picture immediately. And he just slowly lifts up the tablet <laughs> so the whole table can see. And, and you see this... uh cute young girl with like i think she has like short auburn hair and freckles and stuff little tomboyish whoa are you kidding no not kidding this happens well i mean it like is happening in the process of about to happen man i don't know natalie's small i don't know her she's cute though job greg and i punch him in the arm he uh winces just slightly and the other guys at the table's like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, she's pretty good. I'd date her. Yeah, 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 good job, Craig. If it's true, if it's real, if you're not just making this up. And they start getting rowdy again. Look at you. Save the grandpa, get the girl. Well, we're not actually dating yet. We've just been talking, man. I don't yeah, really know. Talking how to, about uh, what? Oh, actually, you know what? Hey, uh, here, it's really Why don't secret. You read some of those private messages, bud. No, hey, hey, <laughs> this is really, imp- really important, Pep. Really important. Like, come in. And he, like, just mouths the word hero stuff and he's like come in closer uh-huh. a little closer all right su- super secret okay so like 
when you ask girls out, how it's just like in theory, I want to compare notes, you know, like just just to make sure we're both on the same level. Like, you know, if I if something I do can help you out or something yep. you can help me out, that'd be uh-huh. great. like, what do you do? <laughs> There'll be a, a thought bubble from Pep saying, fuck, I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, you know, I just walk up to him and tell him, hey. Just like that, like, hey. Hey, yeah. Hey. hey. like, that. And one guy from down the table is like, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, girl. Like hey. Hey, want to go out? <laughs> Are we telling Greg how to ask a girl out? <laughs> no, no. He's just asking how I ask girls out. Oh, yeah, Pep. How He's do you compa- ask girls out? Just like I said. Hey, you want to go out? This is the dumbest series of panels. <laughs> it's like Pat holding up like awkward finger guns. <laughs> and suddenly the tables, everyone at the table is asking each other how they ask girls out. Yeah. I, I think after a little bit, uh, a little bit of a back and forth, uh, some dude named Mark at the table is just like, hey, guys, since we're like talking about girls and stuff, you know, uh, we, we need to talk about something really important as a group, as a unit, you know, as a gang or whatever. The boys, yeah. Yeah, the boys. So, like, we're all going to the Halloween dance at the end of the month, right? Because I don't want to, like, say things I shouldn't be saying, but uh, one cute chick asked me if we're going, you know, like all of us. But uh, Pep, she, uh, she name-dropped you, bro. What? Yeah. Yeah, she said, hey. You, your boys, and uh, Pep going to the Halloween dance at the end of the month? And I was like, damn, girl, you know it. Who? Ah, uh, cute blonde. Uh, I'm trying to think about it. And he, like, taps on the table a couple of times. And then we split. We cut scenes. Yep. And we jump over to <laughs> Madison and Lexi at the same lunch hour, just across the <laughs> lunchroom at a table. And Madison, you have your food in front of you, and Lexi's sitting next to you, and you have some of your friends around too, and they're they're all chatting. And um, Lexi seems to be staring off just just across the uh, cafeteria, and she leans over to you, uh, Madison. Hey, can I ask you kind of a weird question? Sure. It's kind of a two parter. Um, first part. Do you, do do you think I I maybe messed up when I when I asked that that one Mark guy if he his friends and uh, Pep are going to the Halloween dance? Like, was that too forward? Was I, was I too forward? I don't think so. I mean, okay. you're just asking if they're going, right? Like, right. I mean, that's what I that's what I was thinking. I was specifically asking if they they were all going. You know, all of them, you know, in, including Pep, but all of them, just seeing if they were being there, being around. You know, guys being guys, us being girls, that sort of thing. I think as long as you included the group, like, that's a safe way to, like, kind of lay low, but also, you know, okay. a little bit out of your comfort zone, but not, like, too far out that you're putting yourself out there too far. Like, I think it's great. Okay. Okay. That helps a lot. She kind of uh, sighs in relief. And then she says, um, second part of the question. So when you're going to, I just, I just kind of want to compare notes. When, when you're going to ask a guy out. Um, how how do you typically go about it? Or do you just, like, wait for them to come to you? Because I, I, I'm getting some conflicting information, and I want to make sure that my, you know, my notes are up to point. Okay, Lexi, here's what you gotta do. I'm pretty sure you're the one that taught me this, and you're just getting nervous. So let me remind you. 
<laughs> if you're gonna do this during the day at school, you lean up next to him, like on the lockers or you know near a doorway, and you kind of flip your hair and you say, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> she she smiles. <laughs> And nods, and you can see she's still looking like across the cafeteria, like she's listening to you, but she's her eyes definitely seem to be somewhere else. And she she's says, looking across the cafeteria to a bunch of dudes going hey back and forth, giving each yeah. other fingers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> it's just like small speech bubbles from across the cafeteria. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh fuck. Um... <laughs> She so she yeah, she nods and she says yeah uh you know that that totally checks out Maddie that that, that that's exactly what my notes say so I, I'm glad that you and I are on the same page about you know how to ask just remember them. you always giggle at whatever they say even if it's not funny you pretend it was funny and you like do a little giggle maybe twirl your hair that's that's the next note super important right, that that that's rule number two of picking up dudes yeah exactly gotcha. And then you hope that they ask you, and if not, then, like, you really gotta, like, you know, build up the courage. But hopefully, if you flirt good enough, then they'll ask you. So, okay, a secret third part to the question. How much leg do you usually show when you do this? Like, a lot? Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. That'd be ridiculous. That That's too much. No, a lot. <laughs> Oh, okay. And I could probably stand to tuck the shirt down a little bit, too. <laughs> she, like, starts adjusting herself at the table. <laughs> Not too much, though. You don't want to be too forward, but, like... She tucks her shirt up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might violate dress code if you do it too much. <laughs> oh, I don't care. You know I don't care. Okay. Crop top, mini skirt. Bam. I have some of that. I do have some of that. Not I know, here, you though. wore it to the last house party we went to. It is a good outfit. I keep telling you, you should get it. Like, I told you where you can buy, you know, the, the, the clothes and stuff and girl talk and whatever. Well, we said we were going <laughs> to buy matching ones next time we went. We should go shopping. Yes, absolutely. So who are you asking out to the Halloween dance? Cut. <laughs> 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 and we, oh my God, th this session is fucking nutso thank you madison guys. does not need love interests <laughs> lexi needs love interests you pulled in the two wholesome characters this is what you get this is what i get and uh yeah we jump back to the other side of the cafeteria with with pep and the boys <laughs> the boys <laughs> <laughs> matt matt what's going on over here <laughs> where do we jump back to we cut with pep asking who asked about him to mark so it's probably just like so who was asking about me can i raise you one better i'll go for it in the middle of the uh since the time has passed since the cutaway like to the readers it's obvious that it's lexi i think yeah 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 so can we jump back to your table with everyone scrolling through the yearbooks again to try oh, to figure fine. out which lexi <laughs> find lexi yeah <laughs> <laughs> And there's like little speech bubbles that just say, Lexi, why are there so many Lexis? Why are there so many? Yeah, Pep's like flipping to it. He's like, why are there so many Lexis in this yearbook? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same shot from the Natalie thing. <laughs> just Lexi. Why are there so many fucking Lexis? Absolutely. Oh, That's shit. That's better. Okay. Uh, 
Pep, as you're scrolling through the yearbook, you probably actually find a Lexi that is familiar to you from a recent pizza run you've did. You done. You did done. He'll like stop on it and just be like, that could be her. Flip by. Yeah, so Mark was just like, oh, yeah, I found her. It's Lexi Smith. And he holds up the picture of her, and it's the one recharge that you scrolled past. Yeah. He goes, wait, really? Yeah, I'm not messing with you, man. I wouldn't joke about this. This is serious stuff. Whoa, that's... Yeah, that's what I said. Whoa. Isn't that... And he, like, leans in. He's like, isn't that Sky Valor's best friend? The whole table goes, whoa. (laughs) <laughs> Pep and, just gets a, Pep's like it couldn't, you, you're messing with me and and the, one other dude's like oh hey yo eh, Pep if you hook up with Lexi you think you can put in a good word with me for uh, Sky for Madison no actually uh, coincidentally uh, Sky, uh, Maddie Myers walked up to me in the hallway and asked if Mark over here was going to the dance get out of here Mark <laughs> <laughs> he says no but it's, it's true I'm, I'm not yeah okay <sighs> what a funny story mark <laughs> good great and i think that scene i think yeah. that's where the scene ends the, the cafeteria scene with the reference with a room reference yeah <laughs> it's totally with the room reference oh shit <sighs> uh yep <laughs> did you write the did you plan for this nope yeah, kind of <laughs> Good. basically it's did. So good it's so good yeah. this is good stuff yeah great great unless there's anything else i guess uh danielle wants to add to the scene it's just the the rest of the scene is like probably uh like you're zooming out and there's just like uh you see her table with her friends and she's just like just remember giggle hair flip <laughs> She's just like going over all these things that that Lexi should do and all of the things that Lexi taught her years ago. Um, after the cafeteria scene, we jump ahead into the day. The one question I do want to ask before I get to the scene that I have in mind is it's now been confirmed that Madison and Pep have uh, Mr. Splash's class together. How is that? Does anything change? You guys still like, oh, it's, you know, this person I met on a pizza run that's like my uh, my friends are saying is trying to like hook up with me or oh hey it's the pizza boy that lexi seems to be into for reasons well there's a zero percent chance pep is ever going to bring up the lexi thing (laughs) the only interaction he would probably have is like walking by her desk and like awkwardly saying like hey hey hey, madison hey pep i think that um over time in in high school, a lot of people don't have, like, assigned seats. I feel like she would just start, like, she would sit closer to him and then be like, oh, hey, can you grab my pencil? I dropped it. Like, just start casually talking to him. <laughs> no ulterior motives. Just being nice. Yeah, that doesn't take it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, yeah. oh, I know. with I her voice and everything. <laughs> yeah. Pasha, Pasha's just like, uh, yeah, sure, I can grab that for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh wait like we have pencils okay i'm old school oh <laughs> uh, it's probably it's a, a stylus it's a stylus yeah there's uh there's there's definitely a thought bubble that's just like what the hell is happening <laughs> what has my life become <laughs> one thing that madison will know notice sitting closer to pep is you know how people have the like restless leg thing where like they're constantly like shaking their leg pep does that but with both as he sits there, to the point where, yeah, it's excessive. 
routinely during this class, Mr. Splash just like clears his throat and just looks at Pep. Huh. Oh, Ugh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Splash. We'll have to amputate that one day. Yeah, sorry. Too much coffee this morning, I think. And every morning. He uh, sighs, having gone through this routine <laughs> millions of times. All year. All year. Mm. <laughs> and it's like after like five minutes, he just starts doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, class will uh, conclude. Everyone will funnel out into the hall. Pap, you'll start going your own way. Madison, you'll uh, hear Lexi call after you and catch up to you. Uh, after class let, lets out, she kind of weaves through the crowd. And um, you can see her looking through the crowd, and she looks at you, and, you know, she seems a little nervous. Like, like, there's a sheen of sweat on her brow. Okay, I was thinking about it all through last class. I can't even tell you what last class was about. Um, Jim, maybe? Probably not. But I'm gonna do it. You're gonna do it? I'm gonna do it. How do I look? And she strikes a pose. What is she wearing? (laughs) The same thing she was wearing in lunch, which is probably just a t-shirt and, I guess, jeans. Future jeans. As she poses, you see the future jeans starting to rip at certain parts. It's like, okay, rip them here and rip them here. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, and now, like, your shirt's a little baggy, so let me just, I take a hair tie and I just, like, do that thing to make it look cute where you just, like, what is it? You take the hair tie and you just, like, kind of tighten it a little bit. I'm like, okay, great, great, perfect. Like, okay, it's too baggy. You gotta, like, (laughs) she, like, styles her a little bit and then she's like, okay, great. Mess up your hair just a little bit. Perfect. Perfect. She puts like a singular strand in front of her face. Oh, perfect. She's like, um, okay. Okay. And she stomps off. <laughs> and then, and then uh, she comes back and she's like, I can't do this. This is too much. No, I can do it. And she leaves again. <laughs> <laughs> She'll follow her a little bit just to make sure she gets over there. Okay. She's going to have one of those like proud mom uh, uh, tears streaming down her face. Like, there's my Lexi. So what we see from, like, if the comic focused, focuses to be on Pep's perspective is we see Pep oblivious walking through the hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. But in the background, we see Lexi and Madison, like, <laughs> looming over him. Determined, like, sharks in the water. Madison yeah, is, yeah. like, right next to her. But yeah, you're way like, in the back. Yeah. And then we get to a panel where, like, Pep, you have your locker open. So we just see you in front of your locker with the door open, blocking off the other side changing books and then you close the locker and all of a sudden there's this cute nervous looking blonde girl like leaning up against the locker uh slowly twirling twirling a strand of her hair and looking at you and it's lexi you you recognize her yeah uh will get super flustered and like press himself against his locker and just be like oh god it's happening and she's just like she opens her mouth to talk and doesn't (laughs) for a second pep also opens his mouth to talk and like doesn't other than previously saying oh god it's happening (laughs) and she says hey 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 (laughs) she gives you just a little bit of eyebrow waggle but then like stops abruptly (laughs) let's see the finger gun going up (laughs) there's a thought bubble that says no that's stupid (laughs) she says so um i don't know if you remember me but i was at maddie's place and you delivered a stack of pizzas yeah how how were they i I hope they were good (laughs) she giggles (laughs) she giggles before you finish the sentence (laughs) what thanks for the tip 
<laughs> she says, oh, my. Um, I mean, hey, uh, I, oh, I was talking to Mark. You know Mark, right? Yeah. You're friends with Mark. I was at, you know, I was just wondering, are you guys like, you guys are going to the Halloween dance at the end of the month, right? Yeah, the, he, he, that's the plan for, for all of us. We should totally. All the boys. Yeah, all the boys. Good. Um, we should totally, like, meet up, you know, for the Halloween dance and. Like, maybe go as a big... Oh, yeah, you know, girls can be part of the boys, too. That'd be fun. If, uh, okay. All right, so should I, like, just, um, give you my number and maybe we can talk? Oh, God. Um, (laughs) yeah, that would be... That'd be great. She giggles again before you finish that (laughs) sentence. (laughs) What? (laughs) She says, you you should have it. I just, I sent it to you. you. You have my info now. Oh, yeah, uh, he, like, looks down at his phone, he's like, yeah, that's, that's a, uh, 5444, right? That's an awfully convenient phone number. It's easy to remember. Yeah. So hopefully you remember to text me. Yeah, I'm putting it in my phone now, Lex, Lexi Smith. Yeah, um, great, great, so. Here, I'm just gonna shoot you a text, you got mine. She giggles again. <laughs> but like what? a second after you finish talking, yeah, there's a pop bubble that's just like this girl laughs a lot. <laughs> Am I saying something and, stupid? And she says, uh, you know, she pulls out her uh, fancy phone or whatever and says, "Okay, saved. I saved you as Pep. Is that what you want me to call you? Uh, f- whatever works for you." <laughs> she giggles again. <laughs> so it's like it, it. If you guys are all coming to go to the dance with you know the boys is. Is like Sky coming? Sky's Ma- my Madison. Madison's yeah, Maddie's my best friend. Of course she's coming. And like we'll, we'll oh, bring awesome. other friends too. We have other friends. It's not just me and Maddie. That's we we have other friends. Oh like good. A, you know, uh yeah. Probably. But um yeah, we're we're thinking of doing this really cool um like angel and devil couple costume thing. Not that we're a couple. We're not a couple. You know, <laughs> I, I'm really into guys. Uh that's she giggles. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay scratch that forget i said it we're, we're dressing up as angels and devils that's what that's what we're doing so you know you won't miss me but we'll nice. be talking before then so of oh, course you won't because yeah. we'll meet up cool i i didn't have a costume in mind i, I was just kind of going this oh, you have to dress up it's halloween yeah i just you know i didn't have any ideas so angel and devil though that's really unique and clever she giggles. I could always go as a pizza boy for Halloween. <laughs> you already have the costume. <laughs> yeah, not not that it's a costume. Like that's it's good you have a job. It's really good that you have a job. That's really responsible. Yeah, well, you know, my dad's out of town for work a lot, so need all the help. Yeah, and you have a younger brother too, right? Not not that I'm stalk I'm not stalking you. I just I, like I, you're kind of popular a little bit. Anyway, I'm I, gonna What? You, oh, wow. You know what? The, pff, I should like class is gonna start soon or it's the end of the day or something oh yeah that Ta- it must be the bell that's ringing not yeah, my the, ears um ta- message me well, let's uh, keep this yeah i will keep this rodeo going it, she giggles yeah she uh, <laughs> as she backs away she she slowly starts lifting a, a hand to do a finger gun <laughs> it's really slow and she like puts it away with her other hand <laughs> and she turns and when she turns um 
we see a panel with a close-up of her and she's just doing this like wide for- forced nervous smile like oh god i messed up all of that that was so awkward he hates me <laughs> and then it cuts to <laughs> pat just bang <laughs> banging his head into the locker going fucking yeehaw <laughs> <laughs> Madison, the best part of this is you saw all of it. <laughs> I don't have super senses, though, so I don't know exactly hear it all, maybe. No, you made out the funniest parts, though. Oh, I great. Like the, um, like, the two of them walking away, like, in the background, and he's just, like, head to locker. Like, what? So, yeah, uh, Lexi's pace quickens almost to a run once she sees you, Madison, to get up to you. And she, like almost runs past you but grabs your arm and starts dragging you along like she wants to just get away <laughs> as quickly as possible i will move along with her like whoa she's pulling me yeah <laughs> and, and she's just a, a relentless torrent of oh my god i'm so awkward i can't believe i probably look really stupid did you see the way he was acting oh he totally hates me i can't believe i did all that finger guns what was i thinking rodeo i don't know you were both awkward and i thought that was weird i'm the awkward one lexi he wasn't awkward he was so cool but like man this is complicated all right come over later and i'll help you text him that is what best friends do they text each other's um crushes for them (laughs) she uh she looks at you and she gives you kind of puppy dog eyes and says can can we get ice cream too we can absolutely get ice cream with sprinkles perfect and then we see like the panel is them like walking off cut to a panel of uh like still had still like mashed against the locker pulling out his phone so he's like texting as he looks down he's texting greg he's like we have a code eight problem (laughs) (laughs) responses code eight (laughs) for real real (laughs) for real 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 i'm in the lair stat get down here stat (laughs) punch through floors if you need to pep (laughs) The, the next panel can be him like dragging into the into the lair and like flopping down on one of the chairs just like oh the worst thing in the world just happened uh all right cool well i'm booting up smash if you want to play yeah all right i can i can do that to unwind <laughs> and then it's just the same panel of you fuckers playing yeah. video games <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> And maybe the following panel is just Greg saying, we're going to the Halloween dance, aren't we? Well, yeah, you have to ask out Natalie. It's so awkward. I just got asked out. Tell me about it. What? Yeah, uh, uh, Mark wasn't telling a joke. He's always telling jokes, though. I know. That they're Mark. so funny. But yeah, this one was real. Wait, Sky Valley's friend? Yep. And I, uh, Greg I almost slowly puts down the controller. I almost did finger guns at her. Greg, I almost did yep. finger guns. You almost did finger guns at Sky Valor's best friend? Are yeah. you high? And then sir? I think she almost did finger guns back. What the hell? I said yeehaw, Greg. I said yeehaw. What am I, a cowboy? <laughs> he, he slaps you. Oh. <laughs> you need to get a hold of yourself, soldier. <laughs> he's like shaking him. <laughs> and he's just like, I just don't know what to do. He, he scoops up a big gulp that's standing nearby and he shoves the straw into your face. Uh, wait, how old is that? <laughs> Don't ask questions, just suck. No, no how? What? <laughs> no! Is I just get it? Get, get a straw out of my mouth. And I, I feel like the panel after that is, like, 
out, like the door to the, the lair is closed, but we hear all the like the sounds and the speech bubbles from inside, but we don't see any of it. Yeah, no, it's like you see all the speech bubbles. It's like, no, get away. I'm not putting that in my mouth. <laughs> it's only three to five days old. <laughs> I don't care. It stinks. I hope that's not the pee cup. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> we flip the page. <laughs> Finally. Sky, this is maybe maybe the week following, maybe just the end of the week where all of these shenanigans just happened. And you've been contacted by Andromeda saying that there's a uh, trifecta meeting happening, we'll say, Friday night. The mayor's going to be there. She's going to be there. Binary's going to be there. And since you're the newest unpaid intern, it's time for you to meet the team. The meeting's happening at City Hall. So tell me, how does Sky Valor show up? What is she thinking? What is she feeling outside of afraid and guilty? You know, what's running through her mind as she's, like, going through City Hall and heading up to the meeting room? In her mind, she, well, she cares what her grandpa thinks, but also she cares what she thinks. And her father's been pushing this as well. So I just feel like what she would be mostly thinking when she's going up there is like, I'm going to prove to him that I could be a hero and be with the best of them. So we get some of those like thought bubbles as she's moving through City Hall, maybe going into the elevator and riding it up. Absolutely. Then once you reach the 42nd floor, the elevator door is open and... It leads out into a familiar hall. Hell, you've been here before. And if you start walking down the hall, you'll see um, as the hall opens up into a larger room, Secretary Hoditz standing in rather high heels with her bushy orange-red hair that covers most of her face and her uh, red dress suit. (laughs) Um, Standing there with a clipboard waiting for you. Hi, I'm here for the meeting. Did you show up in costume? Absolutely. She uh, looks you over. At least you think she looks you over. It's, you can't really see her eyes. There's too much hair. Yes, so you are. Good. Follow me. Everyone else is already here. And she quickly turns and leads you down to a conference room. Uh, as you walk, you just hear it vaguely echoing through the um, through City Hall. Just, ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Coming from the conference room. <laughs> she leads the way over there. She knocks once on the door before opening it for you. What you see is a very nice conference room with like a large black uh, oval table, several seats around it. Sitting at on one side of the table is Mayor Michael Carmichael, dressed in a uh, button-down shirt that barely covers his uh, muscular girth. And on the other side of the table from him is Andromeda dressed in her usual hero attire. And then at the head of the table, on a screen, it's a digital image of a uh, cat-like person, and you can only assume this to be binary. You walk in, Mayor Michael Carmichael stands up as like a greeting, like he's being polite. Andromeda turns her attention to you. The mayor says, Thank you, Secretary Hot Tits, for leading her here. Sky Valor, it's so nice to see you again. Please have a seat. She nods and sits. Yeah, you sit down. Andromeda looks at you, nods and says, Sky, it's good to see you again. Good to see you again. And from across the table, the screen that Binary's on says, Introductions are not necessary. We know all about you, Sky, Valor, Madison, 
admire the legacy to the Valor line. We are what? They begin to say we are watching and Andromeda just like, okay, yeah, she knows. Everyone knows binary. And she looks at you, Madison, and just this look of like this guy, (laughs) you know. The beginning portion of this meeting is a lot of like, hey, Sky Valor, welcome to the team. You're effectively an unpaid intern. Let's start talking about your responsibilities. And as we go through panels of this meeting, there's no speech bubbles. The, the, the explicit details of this is unimportant. The only important information to get across is that there's a lot of information. So we see several panels of like Mayor Michael, Carmichael talking across the table to Andromeda addressing you. Binary says a few things. And then there's just this like, you have maybe a tablet in front of you and it just keeps like scrolling for information. Like you're just getting page upon page of info and procedures and rules and regulations tossed at you. We can see through the windows that the day steadily goes into night. Included in all this information is like mostly just keep doing what you're doing, but you have a formal uh, patrol schedule. You're expected to go out on these nights for this length of time under no circumstances save for a doctor's note are you permitted to skip patrol always keep up appearances don't kill anyone for the love of god if there's a chance to engage in some publicity never really turn it down unless there's more pressing matters but uh most importantly just be the best damn hero that you can be and keep the trifecta in the local hero community in a good light it's a lot of that sort of thing sky valor Do you have any questions or concerns about your role, your new juicy role in this city? Uh, not at the moment. Um, I look forward to working with you guys. And I I hope that I can uphold your, uh, your codes and protocols up to your standards. We hope so, too. We'd hate to have to remove you. Andromeda rolls her eyes. Nervous laughter. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you look at Andromeda and do the this guy. <laughs> but with nervous laughter. Totally, totally. The Danielle patented nervous laughter. Yeah, they, they also explain that like if you if you do good work, you know, the internship can lead into something bigger. There'll probably be like commercial and marketing deals. Like it's a whole big thing. And uh, you're on the road to greatness and yada, yada, yada. The important meaty piece of information that comes up is once all this introducing is out of the way, Andromeda will say, we need to address the elephant in the room. The trifecta's been crippled. We're missing an important element. Mr. Miracle brought a mystical component to our team. Without him, honestly, we're kind of screwed. We uh, lose out on the whole range of mysticism and divine investigations that haunt the city to be honest all all the occultish criminals that one cannot just punch into the ground or locate via the ultranets andromeda continues by saying so what we need to do is keep our eyes open for a potential mystic recruits to maybe intern as young sky valor here for some time or to just fill the role of mr miracle Mayor clears his throat and says, I've been meaning to mention something. I had some talks with some people, and it turns out that there was an important item missing from Mr. Miracle's body. You know, the ring he carried. Yes, it's gone. It's gone missing. Bad news. Ooh, real bad news. And Andromeda gives him a curious look. Mr. Miracle's ring is missing. 
And the mayor nods. She takes a deep breath and says, well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Before turning to you, Madison, saying, Mr. Miracle's ring is something enchanted by the divine and gives anyone who wears it access to a sizable portion of divine power. Not quite equal to Mr. Miracle, but considering we don't have a Mr. Miracle to fight off someone wielding his ring anymore, this is kind of a problem. Andromeda, do you know what interns are not paid to do? They are not paid to deal with the problems that you do not wish to deal with. Let Sky look through the city for Mr. Miracle's divine ring. Then Andromeda kind of shrugs and says, You think you can keep your uh, eyes open for a little golden ring with a large M on it? Sure, I'll do my best to see if I can find it. Great, then your patrols aren't just about finding crime. Make that your top priority. Look through the city, see what you can find, see if you can find any traces of it. If you do, great, that looks really good on you, kid. Awkward finger guns. I got this. Ooh, I love finger guns. <laughs> and the mayor, like, jumps in with a couple of finger guns, too. One more matter that the unpaid intern could potentially look into. There's a serial killer loose in Horizon City. One that's burning victims. Not too many have perished, but perhaps this is a great way to test our new found intern. Andromeda sighs once again, clearly, like, tired of this meeting. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long night, yeah. And turns to you once again, Sky Valor, and says, right, goddamn serial killer, great. Okay, yeah, if you want to make looking for Mr. Miracle's ring top priority, but also keep your eyes and ears open for a crazy metahuman serial killer that's burning its victims, that'd be wonderful. And the mayor scoops in and goes i hear that this individual is going after vigilantes and you know what he pounds the table and turns abruptly at you sky valor a button from his shirt flies off and ricochets around the room his neck bulges uncomfortably (laughs) his eye twitches and he says i think that it's time to make vigilante matters in horizon city a little more serious we need to bring people acting outside of the law to our side give them a little bit of the old law and order sky valor i think you can do this are you up to the task of corralling some vigilantes i can certainly try i could certainly do my best then perhaps you will have luck starting with one of the most recently well-known vigilantes in the area, someone about your age, a hero that goes by the name Recharge. Oh, Recharge. Okay, I've met him before, yeah. Speaking of... And the screen shifts. And when the screen shifts, so does the panel. Recharge. Yes. It's Friday night, the end of that week where all those shenanigans happened. The, um... Same night that Sky Valor's having this meeting. I have a feeling I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear it from you. What, do you. what is Pep up to tonight? Probably gets out of school, heads home, makes sure his brother gets home okay, heads to work. And then after work, he tells Robbie that he's going out to the mall with Greg and the boys 
and he goes out and does vigilante stuff instead. So we jump in the very end of the pizza shift, gearing up outside of the Mushroom Kingdom, maybe having the tail end of that conversation with Robbie, where he's like, oh, you're going to hang out with the boys. That's cool. Do you think I could come, maybe? Well, I figured you were hanging out with, what's it, Todd? He's been kind of busy lately. Doing what? Hanging out with his sister, I think? Question mark? Oh, that's weird. Um, Yeah. Uh, Tell you what, the movie's at 10. Why don't you hang around at home? I'll swing by and we'll meet up with the boys to, to go to the movie. Yeah, for real? Yeah, I just gotta, I gotta run some errands while I'm out. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'll drink a lot of soda so I can stay up. <laughs> Sounds good. And then give me, like, an action montage of Recharge gearing up. Oh, yeah, action montage, you know, tight form-fitting suit comes on, boots get laced up, helmet goes on, and then he just says, All right, let's do this. And the whole thing lights up in, like, uh, an array of neon colors. Yeah, sick. And then we probably get a few panels of him riding around, riding around town, going super fast, checking in on locations, checking in on alerts. But not much time passes thereafter before he uh, a message appears from Greg on his visor as he's biking around. Hey, there's something you need to see. Can I stream something to you? Light me up. And uh, a video will pop up right on your visor because this is cool in the future. The video seems to be taken it, it kind of like selfie style. It's being handheld, pointed inwards. It's uh, being held. It's not pointed at the person holding it yet, but you kind of get this a uh, shot of the inside of a local fast food chain known as the Pork Shack. And it, it's empty. There's no one in there. And the um, you, you get a kind of pan around and see all the tables empty. And then the camera moves in. And there's this dude. But he has like a, a digital disguise on. Like it looks like he's wearing the uh, Pork Shack Porky mascot's face over his face. You can't see his actual face. Is, uh, um, is, is the the stream was going on pap would have just said what greg what is this do you want like a sandwich you say that and yeah and then the porky's mascot comes up and the first words from the stream is recharge oh recharge i got a little present here and the camera gets pointed down and like right in front of this dude bound to a chair is a girl a young not not a child a girl and she has a um pork shack fast food bag over her head but she's bound on the um on the chair and with this dude's other hand he just like brings this wicked looking knife up to her throats and the camera pans back up and he says i know you're out there recharge and if you don't want me to paint the walls with this girl's blood you're gonna come here and save her aren't you aren't you better move fast and i swear to god any other heroes if i guess even an inkling that another hero is gonna come well she's as good as dead I'll see you soon, Recharge. And the feed cuts. And when the feed cuts, before we get a response from Recharge, we pull back. And we are in the conference room. Binary just having streamed that video to Andromeda, Mayor, Mike, Mayor Michael Carmichael, and to Sky Valor. I think we know where Recharge will be tonight. Make haste in turn. And the screen goes black as Binary drops the mic and pieces out oh okay <laughs> is that what she says is it just like stammering a stammering speech yeah, i guess <laughs> it's a lot to take in 
Yeah. So I, I think what we see then is like Mayor Michael Carmichael and Andromeda both look at you and Andromeda just kind of shrugs and says, you heard the feed. Go carefully, but have at it, kid. Gotcha. And with that, I'm going to ask the both of you to um, tell me how the comic ends. Paint me the last panel or panels. My final panel would probably just be like me leaving the conference, flying away. My like phone GPS is like, turn right here. <laughs> and then I just, you know, I'm down the street. I show up closer to the place and then I feel like it would shift to recharge. Just to elaborate a little bit on that so that, Matt, you know this before you describe whatever you're going to describe, is that uh, Sky Valor, if you end your section of the comic book arriving near the place, you see that there's a crowd gathered outside. Like, law enforcement's already here, but they're given a wide distance oh. from um, the uh, the restaurants. Okay. Like, they, they don't want to risk... It's a hostage situation, effectively. Right. They don't want to risk upsetting anything. The last collection of panels will be... It'll be Recharge saying to Greg, get me eyes on this place, as he's taken off on his bike. And then it'll be, I assume, like a, a like a CTV feed of like the crowd outside, and he'll say, well, I guess I'm going in through the back. He goes, find me a route. It's a uh, top-down view of the city. There's just a streak of neon racing through the uh, streets, taking a whole bunch of like back roads and alleys and stuff like that. Nice. And Sky's just kind of looking around, seeing if she can spot Recharge before he goes in. And I, I think we'll figure out if that happens in the next issue. Perfect. Bum, bum, bum. All right, so Pep and Lexi now. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're just shipping everybody's sets alone. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking off the hormone thing right quick. No, he's got his uh, his his best friend. No, his best friend's fucking Recharge's best friend. <laughs> Wait, Seraph? Yeah, his his best friend just buddied up with Greg at the end of the uh, at the end of part one. Oh, oh, right. Sidekick, okay. Sidekick boys. Well, at least Seraph always has William Wendell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls, Sarah. <laughs> Wait, doesn't she have to be the devil? If you're an Ooh, angel. Ooh, that's perfect. There you go. Oh, good. You're doing a couple outfit with your best friend. That's I love amazing. It. Then they could be like the angel and devil on people's shoulder. And then Lexi's idea is probably them sitting next to guys and being like, okay, you on the right, you on the left. <laughs> that's so much better than Lexi dressing up as slutty Sky Valley. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hello, internets. Mr. Critically Accursed here popping in at the end of the issue to say thank you for listening to Horizon Volume 2, Issue 2. Yeehaw. <laughs> I hope you had as much fun as I did both running this and editing it. And if you want more a Critically Accursed podcast content, well, we're going to give you more. We have more. But also check out the links to our social stuff in the description of this video. We have a Twitter. We have a YouTube account that we don't really use. We have a Twitch that we occasionally stream on. 
Uh, we have a Discord that you should totally join because we love interacting with fans and friends. But uh, other than that, stay tuned. Until next week, <laughs> when issue number three comes out, I will see you then. <laughs> <laughs>